नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू द चार वर्क पॉडकास्ट दिस इज कुशल मेहरा सो आई एम इन वाशिंगटन डीसी राइट नाउ एंड आई एम विजिटिंग एंड मीटिंग अ फ्यू फ्रेंड्स सो आई एम एट अनंग हाउस सो आई वाज लाइक एक काम करता हूं मैं तेरा पॉडकास्ट स्टूडियो ही ऑक्युपाई और कैप्चर कर लेता हूं एंड देन आई वाज लाइक देन फर्स्ट आई विल ऑक्युपाई योर पॉडकास्ट स्टूडियो एंड देन आई विल मेक श्योर आई चैट विद यू इन योर ओन पॉडकास्ट स्टूडियो सो लेडीज एंड जेंटलमैन प्लीज मीट अनंग मित्तल अनंग क्या हाल है पोलिटिकल so so when you say the indian slash republican space now that i have a wide audience that is uh, very kya bole usko i have a diaspora audience people yes, who yes. like probably uh, if i look at the spread uh, of my audience uh, more than 30% of the listener base uh, whether audio by the way it, it, it it's the same on youtube and the audio podcast yeah. it's fascinating uh, 30% and above are outside india yeah people who who are and in that the second largest base is america third is canada the fourth one is the united kingdom fifth is australia so basically anglo saxon western world uh, english speaking english speaking yeah. indians who also english speaking indians in the western world yeah now in that uh, in my travels obviously i lived here a long time ago but i have kept on visiting this part of the world what what i found um, very interesting is that uh, you're one of the rare ones who said you're republican yeah i'm one of you're one of the good ones you're yeah. one of the good ones we like this we like this guy don't we love this guy he's amazing the fake news media <laughs> yeah so so how how so let's start over here How does it feel to be the Republican in the Desi Uncle Aunty Party, where ninety percent of them are Democrats? Well, I mean, they that ninety percent of them may be Democrat, but usually when we talk, it's usually they all end up sounding like you know they're Modi supporters and they're all sort of semi right wing uh, opinions. They may not like Trump, but they certainly you know don't like the other things that come with the Democrat Party. So it's it's kind of a weird mix always. Uh, Indian community here, yes, there's definitely blue you know hardcore progressive Indians, but for the most part the uncle auntie parties are like you know i think maybe in the obama era they were huge fans of obama so that's when i would get a lot of you know kind of uh mm. things like oh why are you hanging out with the white people and all that but these days i think it's completely flipped so even even if they don't like trump they they'll say things that you know oh you know crime this so the policies they still like right so it's the same thing with the a lot of times what you hear in india with modi people are like yeah zindagi thodi si ho gayi hai this and that you know merchants would complain about gst but bogenge modi aayega same thing with trump they may not like trump but they'll be like yeah but he's saying a lot of good things he's doing a lot of good things and i think that's continued to this day and again like i said depending on which part of the indian community you go to you're you're going to find people who really really don't like republicans but uncle auntie party pretty pretty normal these days pretty pretty i wouldn't say pro republican but 
not pro-democrat either. So do you think Trump broke the Indian community and he created a fissure inside the Indian community? I think so. I think so. The, first of all, the Indian community has never been united in any kind of a political way. Mm -hmm. So that never really sort of uh, affected the Indian community in terms of like, you know, people were being split apart. You have the, the there's a stratum of like, you know, elite progressive Indians who are in politics, who are in mm -hmm. progressive eras, who hang out in these sort of um, elite circles. But beyond that, at the the larger base the so-called base of the indian community i think most people really like what trump was saying they it was kind of a bit of a comedy show soap opera all of that masala mix that they liked in terms of <laughs> so so they love the drama and i think out beyond the drama when he started talking about things like you know um, stronger national defense and tax cuts and they, he, he was saying a lot of things that they sort of really enjoyed and he was beating up the democrats that i think they also enjoyed because they were able to enjoy beating up Democrats from his perspective that they couldn't say themselves. Okay, so then, okay, answer this question. One of the one of the things that I hear when I talk to people over here, when we discuss politics, and you know, everybody's like, Tum lal lag rahe ho. Abhe, ye single man studio. We're <laughs> single man studio. Mein do log dal rahe to jada mat maro. Main lal rag rahe I, I am channelizing my in, inner native American. Before somebody says, Tum lag lag. Mujhe hai main lal lag Magar main kuch kar sakta uske mein. Mainne iske liye mere guest ko lal lagne diya. Mainne itna bada kiya. Tu normal dik, main lal so anyways, so, I always uh, have this uh, question raised every time I come here. They say, but no, uh, the single most popular issue for uh, Indian Americans or Hindu Americans or whatever you want to call them we are going to stick to the Hindu American community uh, is immigration. And they say Democrats are pro-immigration, uh, Republicans are anti-immigration. We don't like Republicans. Yeah. So that's been that's been a huge problem in the community for a while. So there's there's sort of the unpacking of that is twofold. One is that Indians who come here legally mm -hmm. certainly do not like the fact that illegal immigrants come to the front of the line. So okay. that's that's a major issue. Uh, then what happens is that uh, apart from that, yes, Indians are frustrated. The mm -hmm. uh, immigrants are frustrated with the, how the immigration system is going. I, mm -hmm. I have people in my own family were frustrated with it. But I don't think, and again, that does not translate to full-on, you know, uh, support for the Democrats or okay. for the Republicans. Okay. But the 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 thing that the community I think feels is that they are being they are being ground up between the progressive Democrats who want full immigration open borders and the republicans who want to just you know prevent anybody from entering yeah but what is the reality position uh, from a policy perspective from a policy perspective i think they would like to have more legal immigration not illegal immigration but wasn't bush the most pro legal uh, immigration president in the last two decades, or I, decades? I i think so and he took George so much bush uh, junior i'm yes. not talking about senior yeah and he took a lot of hate for it and uh i think the the that Basically, what's happening right now is that there's no there's no solution because both sides don't want to give an inch. Because if the the Republicans want uh, skilled immigration from India to come in, some of the senators actually put forward bills to do that. Okay. But all of that got held up because the Democrats were like, no, you have to include the Dreamers, you have to include this, that, and the other thing. And then both sides could not reach an agreement. And that's been the case for the last 15, 20 years. So another follow-up yeah. on this issue. Modi ji came yeah. to uh, America just now. Mm. He met uh, President Biden and uh, I think one of the policies that has been approved upon is again by this administration is 
Now you don't have to go back to India for your H1B stamping. Yes, I think that's a good thing. I think those are the kind of, but it, again, if you talk to people, it's a good thing. But you see what I'm trying to do here. Yeah, right? I'm yeah. playing the Democrat side. Yeah. I, no, no, no. I, I, I personally won't vote I, for the Democrats <laughs> myself, but I have to be fair. No, and and from a community span, standpoint, I think it's yes. a good thing. I agree with it's it. A good I, thing for it's, the community, right? Yeah, and I and I think it's a good thing that that was a concession that they were able to get. Uh, and I think that's the kind of sort of engagement that is needed with any administration, Republican or Democrat. So in that side, I, I'm I'm. I'm for it. I don't think I'm not going to criticize Biden for helping out the immigrants. So. But uh, what what do you then then? Okay, tell me this. If I was to ask you this question um, now, I have the other side. So this is one thing that was told to me, and it really stuck with me. They said, "Look at how the Democrats treated Tulsi." Yeah. Vis-a-vis, -vis, look at how the Republicans treat Vivek. Yes. Now both of them are were never going to be president. Uh, let's let I I'm just stating this. My opinion is Vivek is not going to win the Republican primary, and Tulsi was never going to be uh, win the Democratic primary. But look at how both sides treat their people. Now, yeah, uh, I don't see the Trumpers or the Trumpians, uh, you know, going hammer and tongs on Vivek. They actually listen to Vivek. They yeah. engage with Vivek, and they say. We still prefer Trump. And that's fine. Yeah. But they don't say, oh, Vivek, you're going to hell. You are this, you're that. In fact, you know, Vivek uh, had a recent article written on him where he said how he has found commonality with others because of his belief in God. And that's how he creates a common ground with Christians. Because at the end of the day, as Hindus, you know, the problem with Hinduism and Abrahamic faiths, because Abrahamic faiths literally say we are going to hell. But, you know, Vivek worked around that. And uh, to the credit of uh, the in, inner circles of the Republican Party, they are also and the support base is looking at that. So so what do you make of that entire shtick as they say? So I definitely was not a fan of Tulsi back in the day because of uh, some of the the you can say the the lies, you can say the the sort of image that had been narrative that had been created about her. Uh, I, th I think at this point, uh, because of how uh, things have just completely shifted, the ground has shifted from both underneath Democrats and Republicans. I think it's it's fair to say that, yeah, Tulsi Gabbard was treated horribly by the Democrat Party. I think they basically just did not want her in the party at all. They were not interested in her sort of anti-establishment views. Uh, and so what you're seeing now on the Republican side, at least, is uh, Vivek Ramaswamy getting a lot of love from the Republicans and from the Trump sort of wing. It's actually interesting because Nikki Haley, who actually worked for Trump and was sort of pro-Trump, is not getting that kind of love. But even Nikki Haley is not being treated as badly by her party as uh, Tulsi Gabbard was is being treated. Yeah, but that's so weird because isn't Nikki now a Christian? Yeah, Nikki's a Christian, but, but... she still—I mean, she went the whole hog, right? Yeah, from the Republican perspective. Yeah, so I think that's that's a that's kind of one of those phenomenon that happens. Um, she is seen as being true to pro-establishment, right? She has a lot of connections with the. Bush family, and that's what they sort of, you know, go for, that she's too pro-establishment. So we don't like Nikki, but Vivek is, you know, an outsider. He's like Trump. He, wow. you know, says the things that people want to hear, but the Democrats don't want to hear. And so he pisses off the right people. So we like her Vivek, but Nikki says the wrong things and she's too, you know, too middle of the road. We don't like her. We think she's going to be more like a Bush. So that's interesting. In fact, the Christian point. Uh, is oh, the Christian point deal. is gone. After the Trump, this act, is really fascinating yeah, to hear from you. Trump, Trump opened up the field because yeah, people, Trump is very unchristian. Yeah, let's yeah, just say that. Yeah, I, I love the Bible. I love two Corinthians. <laughs> uh, you know, I love all my people, and so that was the thing. So this is something that you know the 
what I think Liberty University, one of the very famous chancellors of a Christian university said, you know, Trump is like uh, Trump is like uh, one of the biblical kings in, in the Bible, you know, yeah. who was not Christian, but he allowed for the Christian sort of faith to come through. And so that's what they see him as. He is sort of this. He's sort of this arbiter of, you know, revenge against the Democrats. He's an arbiter of their cultural fight. He fights for them. And so they don't care what he believes in. And once that door got opened, I think Vivek is another example of that, where it's like, yeah, whatever, he might be a Hindu and people will question him about it. And he is able to, you know, give a decent response back. They're like, yeah, we don't care. As long as you're on our side, we don't care anymore. The evangelical um, wing has completely transformed from the 1980s, 1990s. In the 1990s, at least the Democrats wanted to work with the evangelicals. Now they're completely opposed to it. So the evangelicals are like, okay, if people completely hate us, then we have to find out people who are on our side more than people who actually believe everything we believe. So they're trying to go into the power mode versus the values mode. Okay. Now, now let us talk about two, three issues and how the Indian community is going to respond to those, uh, those two, three issues. Uh, uh, issue number one, abortion. Uh, it's a huge issue in America. Uh, I don't know where the Indian community stands on that. I don't either. I think it's a, I don't think that, so see, the abortion issue has always been a Christian issue. It's always been a because largely. I just just to explain my point further, so yeah. that you know where I'm coming from, is the midterms abortion became a huge issue and the Republicans could not sweep, right? Because yeah. A lot of women turned on that. I, I, I so I, I would I would dispute that slightly because I think the midterms were essentially another referendum on Trump more than the abortion issue. I think okay. abortion was part of it, okay. uh, but I think generally the Indian community does not really think about abortion as an issue. It's I would say it's not even a top twenty issue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so good good that you've answered that question because that's giving me a more clarity now. Yeah. The the second issue is. Uh, Recently, the Supreme Court of America, uh, you know, struck down uh, affirmative action for higher universities. Yes. Uh, uh, not primary school level or other schools, basic uh, level. It, it is only for uh, basically someone bachelor's or master's ke level ki affirmative. Which case document padke samjha hai. Yeah. Right. That that's what has happened for higher. So where where has where and how do the Indian community respond to the entire affirmative action debate? Because they were the co-complainants, right? Yeah. Along with the other Asian community. Yeah. So that that is something where the Indian community's activists come out, and the I think there is broad support for for the what the Supreme Court decision was, which, which was essentially that universities and um, other you know corporations and companies cannot discriminate um, you know on the face of it. Um, against Asian Americans and against other, you know, races as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that is something that has support because that's a key issue for Indian Americans, Hindu Americans, that you know their kids get into the good colleges, their kids get the advantage that they should mm-hmm. get in America, the opportunity that they should get in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's an important issue. I don't know if it's an electoral issue because I don't think I don't think that um, when Indian Americans go out and vote. I don't know. They yeah I, I don't think when Indian Americans go out and vote they vote on uh, affirmative action kind of an issue they they kind of they tend to vote on whatever is going on in their community they tend they tend to vote on whatever they think um, you know the issue, the larger sort of national issues are uh, I I've I've yet to see you know Indian Americans sort of come out there's there's no affirmative action anti affirmative action candidate you know what I mean okay. But uh, is it a discussion inside uh, the oh, yeah. community? Oh yeah, it's that, it's, it's an absolute uh, discussion. It's affecting us. Our, it's affecting our community disproportionately, and uh, which is the party that then I, I'm like thinking from political perspectives. Okay, this party 
is then not going to harm us. So right. does that push them towards the Republicans? Uh, I I would I would I would say no for now. Okay. I think maybe down the line, yes. So this is a this is a the wider discussion of the community is sort of starting to become more politically aware. They're not exactly sure where they all stand together as uh-huh. a community. Um, and so what you what you were more likely to see is that Indian Americans may not like the affirmative action um, sort of system that was in place, but they're certainly not going to say anything about it because they want their kids to get into Harvard and Yale. Now that the issue has changed, they may still want their kids to get into Harvard and Yale. And so they know saying speaking out in favor of the Supreme Court ruling okay. is not a good thing for their kids. So it's, you know, we, we tend to be very assimilative people. We, we, we take on the ideology, uh, you know, we take on the ideology of the places that we are in. And uh, so, you know, Indian Americans still want to fit in more than they'd want to sort of be on the outskirts like a Vivek Ramaswamy. So uh, it's still an issue that is in, pe- in people's minds. They're just they're, they're just not going to sort of speak out about it because they may get into trouble. It's a politically incorrect issue. So uh, but, yeah, I think that's that's a longer standing sort of um, problem. And that's going to happen down the line, because if you become part of the Democrat Party, then and then you don't sort of you know you don't sort of kowtow to these kind of things then you're not going to have a place in that democrat party look at tulsi gabbard you know i don't know what her position on affirmative action is but that's an example if you step out of line that's what happens to you so this is very interesting that speaking out gets a visceral reaction now from the progressive side i mean the progressive side is completely you know here here's an example of what i'll say how the how i look at the democrat party so Bernie Sanders, who is literally one of the most progressive left wing, I mean, he honeymooned in the Soviet Union, right? So essentially, he he, he was he's a he's a yeah, yeah. so he he was su- such a progressive left wing guy, right? And if you know the history of progressives, if you know the history of the left in America, they've always been an anti-establishment. They've always been they were never fans of the FBI or CIA. But now that the Republicans are in power and they're investigating the FBI and CIA and they're you know, the the sort of the political partisanship has taken place. So now Bernie Sanders, you know, he may not make a statement, but he is essentially what he's what he says when you ask him about it is we have to trust the FBI and the CIA. And that is I mean, it blows people's minds that this guy who was one of the, essentially a communist is now saying the deep state has to be trusted over the Republican Party. And so that's what's happened now is that people are putting on it's like a sports game. People are putting on their blue jacket. They're putting on their red jacket. And if you wear a blue jacket, I'm okay with whatever you're doing as long as you know you you are on my side, and that's what's happening. So when when Tulsi goes out and says these things that you know she's not for the neocons, she's not for the warmongers, the Democrats take that personally rather than thinking, well, you know, this is somebody that we need in our tent. This is fascinating because, and you know, I've seen a very good question asked by a live viewer who has said, "Are Hindu Americans more scared to get cancelled?" <laughs> That's so funny, but that's so honest. Yes. The honesty of the question is so real. It, it's, it speaks to it. That, that That's exactly it. Yeah, Hindu Americans, they may speak amongst themselves about issues. They may say, oh, you know, Trump is doing good things or this person is doing good things. But as a community, they're not going to go outside and yeah, say... Yeah, that is such a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you don't want you don't want to get in trouble. You don't want your kids to get in trouble. Just don't speak out about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's you know, and maybe that is why we succeeded so fast in this country too. Yeah, I think we you know we tend to be sort of inscrutable you know in the in the workplace, and we just do our work, and then we go home, and so people don't really pay attention to what we're 
what we're doing. And uh, that's where you see some of the most, uh, the, some of the most anti-Hindu people also happen to be, you know, former Hindus, because those are the ones they realize that they can get attention in different ways and the community is not going to say anything. So, you know, last night when, you know, I was discussing about Vivek Ramaswamy's uh, back and forth with uh, Don Lemon. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, it was a very, uh, I wouldn't say a heated discussion. I think Vivek made a point and Don made another point. And then Rokhanna stepped into it. Yeah. My favorite, yeah. Rokhanna. Yeah. My favorite, Rokhanna. My favorite, Rokhanna. For the record, Rokhanna, we have to do our Nana Ji's other four-five karna. So, when you say, we will not do karna. So, you don't want to say it. Parliamentary record. Check it out. Please, think about it, Rokhanna. But, Ro then, Instead of giving a nuanced reply, Rose started preaching on social media. Yeah. So what 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 do you make of that entire? And can you paraphrase what Roe was saying? Uh, I I from what I recall, he was essentially saying that uh, the Indian American community owes its success and entry to the United States um, on the back of the African American civil rights movement. Okay. And so that any Indian American who wants to be part of American society, mm-hmm. any Indian who wants to be part of American society mm-hmm. has to acknowledge and respect the African-American civil rights movement. And then the Democrats who now sort of, you know, are part of was that. Was it an African-American civil rights movement or was it an American civil rights movement? It was That's an, my it first was, question. It was, it was Weren't an, white people also involved in the Very much, movement? very much. So, Weren't they also believers in the mistakes of their ancestors? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the Oppenheimer movie is coming out yeah. and the school that Oppenheimer was part of, the people who ran that school were the people who created the NAACP and the ACLU. Uh, and they were Jews. They were German Jews and they were progressive mm-hmm. Jews and they wanted American society to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is one of those things that, you know, people don't really pay attention to is that the movement to allow better immigration rules actually started in the early 1920s when the uh, when the immigration rules were restricted because progressives wanted more immigration from, you know, Russian countries, Eastern Europe and the Protestants who were a part of the elite did not want uh, immigrants to enter in such large numbers. In fact, uh, it can be argued that prohibition when alcohol was banned in the 1920s, that was literally a rule that was instituted to, uh, because the Catholics drank, the Germans drank, and the Italians drank, but the Protestants don't drink. And so that really was an anti-immigrant, you know, amendment to the constitution that alcohol is banned in the US. So this, all of this, you know, uh, what I would call retconning, of of the story that you know how immigration rules changed uh, and it's all thanks to the 1960s um, you know civil rights movement i think that's again it's a it's a narrative that is being created by the democrat party and ro Khanna wants to be part of the democrat party so hey you know that's he's doing what he's doing to make sure that he stays but in the good that's graces falsifying historical records well i mean it's ro Khanna. what do you expect <laughs> that's the whole the, everything he's being criticized on is that kind of narrative that he's creating for himself hey good luck to him hopefully you know he can win a senate seat at some point or maybe he's going to run for president who knows but if you're going to do that you have to you know go along with what the democrats are saying he's certainly not going to buck the establishment line that you know Everything good that happened in the U.S. that has to do with minorities is thanks to the civil rights movement of the 1960s. Okay, buddy, go for it. Hope hope that works out for you. I just want to tell people that I just don't think that's a good way of looking at it. I don't think if you're telling immigrants that 
you know, you owe your success to something else. That's just not how America has ever worked. Immigrants come here. They, they have the opportunity to make their own life, to make their own success. You don't owe your, you don't owe your success to anybody. You don't owe anything to anybody. If somebody's saying that, I would be very, very weary of, you know, what that person is trying to sell you. But then, okay, so what would be the ideal response to Rokhanna or this idea that Rokhanna is propagating? He's clearly playing to the gallery. Yes, he is. He's playing to the progressive gallery. And, you know, and he does a back and forth. Then then he, he will, I strongly condemn uh, the attack on the Indian embassy in San Francisco. And then he'll be like, look, I care for you. I'm not that bad. So yeah, in, initially, I mean, uh, my my take on Rokhanna is that he is um, receptive to the Indian community's needs. I think he is open to, uh, you know, a lot of things uh, that the Indian community wants to have happen in, in Congress and in, in bills. So that part of it is he is a legislator. So that part of it, he's been positive on. But then the whole thing on social media, where he was talking about his grandfather and making a lot of comments about Indian politics, it was really, in my opinion, he opened his mouth where he just did not need to. Because look, if I get it, he he's everything he's saying is for the American audience. He he does not care about India at all. Yeah. But if you're making comments about India, you're gonna get you're gonna get people pushing back on that. And so that's the problem. He right was now. preaching, Prime Minister he, Modi. Yeah. Why can't you fix this? This is what yeah. to hack on this. Yeah. He, he's he's a he's a congressman from California. That's that's it. Mumbai if anybody's coming. But and that's that's kind of the thing is that a lot of these people who sort of would have been speaking to smaller audiences don't realize what they're what that narrative that they're they're now preaching is where where it's going who's who's seeing it, um, and so that's the problem with Rokanna is that all of that works really well for his Democrat voters, but it does not work well in the wider Indian American community or the Indian community. Is he even liked in the Indian community? Is my question then. I think outside of California, outside of California I, I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, people, that's the thing. You you win elective office. If he, if he walks into a Indian, you know, temple in New Jersey, people will want to meet him. People will want to say hello to him. They just know the, the fame and the name is, is good enough. But uh, beyond that, no, nobody, I don't think anybody really believes a lot of what he's saying. <laughs> so nobody's buying his Kool-Aid. And that's fine. I mean, in America, you kind of, that's the hustle, right? That's a lot of what Trump does is that too. The, the things that you say, you do, you say what you have to, you hustle what you have to, you lie. You, you create a narrative. That's what politics is. So to some extent, people will give you that leeway. People will give you, okay, you can say that as long as you, you get the power and then we get the power, that's okay. But I think at some point, uh, you know, because of the openness of the internet, because of the openness of social media, that's just not going to work anymore. If you're going to start lying and people are going to call you out on it and you don't have a good response, that's what happens. At, at some point, I gave up trying to defend Rokanna. You know? I was like, I can't help this guy. He's just putting his foot in his mouth the entire time, you know, especially talking about Indian politics. There's just too many people who care about that to let him get, get away with it. Okay, so uh, you have given me the perfect segue because I did want to talk about it. How much of voting patterns over here are now getting affected I, I, I'm talking about within the Indian community. Yeah. Let's say Rokhanna does stupid things when he comments on Indian politics. And then for first generation American passport holders or second generation, like you are the rare uh, kid over here who follows Indian politics too, who's aware of Indian politics. Right. Most Indians who are born and raised here or who came here when they were one or two year old which is what uh, many are, they don't know India at all. 
No. All they know is Bollywood. Yeah. And they watch Hindi cinema, Bollywood, and they dance, and then they have their Diwali party. Yeah. And that's about it. They barely even get, you know, uh, signed up for the Hindu Students Council in the university. They don't do that. They don't. Yeah. Right now, in a scenario like this, but now with fresh Indians coming in, and this Indian is being very politically active, and a lot of them are now becoming American citizens, especially after 1990s. So a lot of them must be becoming American citizens into from 2010 onwards. Yeah. So you have a fresh lot of American citizens coming from of Indian origin. They are very politically astute about Indian politics. So what do you think? How much in the next decade, how much do American politicians of Indian origin consider how they do their commentary on India, considering they are a significant voter base? Yeah, I mean, so just look at other Indian American politicians who don't step in the gobar the entire time, right? Yes. So Krishnamurti, you have other... Uh, I mean, Nikki was smart. Nikki Hale, yeah, she she was smart. So that's the thing that, this is the thing with, with Indian American politics, not Indian politics, but American politics. You have a lot of consultants. You have a lot of people who tell you how to do things. And what that does is sometimes it restricts you. But a lot of times it also, having been in political consultancy myself, it also saves you because you have people who say, okay, that's not the hill to die on. Stop tweeting about that. Just shut up about that. You don't need to say. You don't need to say anything. People are going to get mad. Just move on. You have better things to care about. Mm -hmm. Brokenness constituency is not India. Brokenness constituency is California. And even there, you can say one or two things, maybe good, maybe bad about India, and then move on to the issues that your constituents actually care about. But of course, because he's getting he's getting lobbied in California by the hardcore um, Indian activists, the the you know anti-Hindu, whatever you want to call them, left-wing activists, he felt the need to to go out and speak on that. But then, look, like I said, Ramas, Vivek Ramaswamy, you know. Um, Nikki Haley and even other Indian American politicians, you know, they tend to tend to be very pro-India. And even if not themselves, maybe, who knows, right? They are certainly not going to go online and say things that are bad about India without having any knowledge of it and and without and knowing that they're going to be called out on it. So that's the thing. Just, you know, don't don't enter that field if you if you think you can't take the heat, you know. But what did you make of Vivek overall? I think he's, I think he's a smart guy. I think I think he's trying to raise his profile. I think he's probably angling for a, for a cabinet job uh, if Trump wins. Did you, did you see his latest video on immigration? I mean, I in in parts he made sense, in parts I don't agree with him. Yeah. But the part where he said I support all legal immigration. Yeah. I mean, isn't that normal? It is normal. Uh, it's a it's so there's a there's a wing of the Trump uh, party. There's a wing of the Republican sort of anti-immigration party that wants to stop all immigration, including legal immigration. And they sort of want to put a you know gap. They want to put a thumb on the spigot, essentially. But right now, the issue as a whole, the, what how the country feels, I think most people in the country would want a, a better immigration system that also prevents Ill illegal immigration. So he's playing that sort of it's it's a very rickety sort of you know very toxic arena, and so he's trying to sort of balance play a balancing act on that, which is which is fine. You got to say what you got to say to win the primary to get better, you know, get not, not win the he's not going to win the primary, but he's not. Yeah, but you're going to get some you're going to get some support. You, but would to, he be an ideal candidate for a running mate? Uh, difficult to say. Maybe Trump likes him. I I think most likely you'd want a governor like Mike, not like Mike Pence, because Trump doesn't like Mike Pence anymore. But ideally, you'd want somebody with uh, a... Who does Trump like? 
<laughs> I have no idea. I think I think he likes himself. I think I like my kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I think Trump likes whoever shows him loyalty. That's that's how that's how he operates. So whoever shows him loyalty, I think that's who that's who he's going to go for. Mm -hmm. uh, but most likely the way these things usually work. And again, Trump is a completely different anomaly. Uh, is that you select a governor. So like that's why Trump chose Mike Pence because he had a built-in evangelical base. He thought he could get support from uh, Christian Republicans that way. And I think he did. So that's something that's to be seen if Trump wins the nomination, then who who's running running mate going to be? It's probably going to be somebody with a political base, like I said, a governor uh, mm -hmm. um, or a senator. I would I would doubt that you know it'd be Vivek Ramaswamy. So how 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 has the Hindu community looked at Ron DeSantis? Very pro Ron DeSantis. I can say I've I have not um, met him personally. His office has been very pro India. They do Diwali posts and things like that. Uh, he also knows that the Indian community in Florida is very active. Um, I think for the most part they are pro DeSantis, but not probably not pro enough to go vote in a primary for him in that mm -hmm. way. I, I it would be hard to gauge the wider support that the Indian community has given to one candidate or the other. Mm. So. Now, this is an interesting question someone has asked. Uh, I'm looking at, uh, do Western Hindus want India to allow dual citizenship? I mean, isn't OCI as good as a dual citizenship now? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think that's an issue. I think dual citizenship would be a good thing. I think India doesn't allow dual, dual citizenship. No, right? Yeah, I think OCI card is fine. I mean, I... I, I, I mean, uh, the only thing you're not allowed under an OCI is buy agricultural land and vote in an Indian election. You're not going to fly to vote in India anyway. Yeah, yeah. Who's Who's going to do that? Yeah. Absentee ballot? I don't know. It's it's not it's, it's not. I think most Indians who come here want to be citizens anyway. They're they're not that, you know. They want the citizenship of America, and then the OCI mm -hmm. card is essentially Indian passport. So beyond that, I mean, that's that's not a issue that's been in the community at all. Okay, okay. Now let's get into because you are a Republican. So were you always one, or uh, were you? Uh, your journey was as always. No, I, most, I like most Indians. You're a Democrat, and yeah. then you become Republican. When I was a teenager, I was a Democrat. Uh, then I sort of slowly moved uh, into being like a quasi-libertarian. Then I realized that you know libertarians don't really do anything and aren't not really yeah. that effective. And I sort of became. I still am kind of libertarian, but I yeah, you. yeah. I mean, I think the thing that really changed my stance was uh, the Mumbai attacks. After the Mumbai attacks, I was essentially like, you can't, you no, because the not that the libertarians had any issues on it, but my own stance changed because I I realized that. Countries have to defend themselves, and you have to yeah. have a strong national defense. You're lapsed libertarian. You have libertarian tendencies. Pretty much, yeah. Like me. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, like, yeah. I, like social issues and cultural issues have never been my thing. It's always been, you know, national defense, economy, those so, kind of things. So, would that uh, an accurate uh, description of you would be a libertarian who is a national security hawk? Yeah, I mean the the term they use here is conservatarian. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, and uh, like, what has been the response when you? come out openly as as a conservative i mean the hate i usually get is from democrats that's that's always been the case but most of your own community <laughs> is democrats yeah yeah but no but i mean again like i said most of the community during the obama years people would say oh why are you you know obama is like us he's has skin color those kind of things they'd be very superficial kind of questioning of my you know where why i'm a republican uh, I think these days, uh, not really. They don't because people have seen other Indian American Republicans um, succeed, and so at this point, they don't really feel that there's not a spot in the Republican Party for Indians. That's always been the thing. Once you see somebody do it, once you see somebody become successful, I think Indian Americans don't really have sort of a solid uh, kind of a political allegiance. 
So they're like, yeah, it's good. Good, good for him. Good for Vivek. Good for this guy. Good for that guy. They're not really sort of like hardcore. No, no, you can only vote for Democrats. That's not, that's just not been a thing in the community, I think. Okay, then then that, then let me put you on this part. Then sure. Why should Indians in Canada and America, so I, I know you should not speak for Canada, but at least America, Hindus in America, why should they vote for the Republicans? Uh, I well, I'm certainly not a member of the Republican Party in that no, way. No, but I'm not an okay. office holder. Why should they vote right wing? They should. Well, I think they should vote for Republicans because I think Republicans want to improve the economy. They definitely want to reform the immigration system. I think they want a strong national defense, which which are things that any citizen of any country wants for themselves. And what you're seeing in the Democrat Party now is this, you know, epidemic of of woke politics, identity politics, and. Quite honestly, that's I think that's one of the biggest reasons to not vote for Democrats. Identity politics is going to push Indian Americans to the bottom of the pile, no doubt about it, because of all the things you've been seeing with Ruo Khanna. You will basically have to count out to the Democrat line. You will have to count out to other, you know, ethnicities who are going to come before you. And uh, you know, if as a community they care about anything, it's you know, success in the in the American um, you know, milieu. And so if you want that success, you have to stand up for yourself. You're not going to be able to stand up for yourself in a Democrat party. You're going to have to be a Rokhana. If you want to be that, go for it. Maybe you'll find success one or two people. But beyond that, I think that's why you should vote Republican because that Republicans are not interested in, in the identity politics side of things. So, but, but when you explain identity politics for the Indian I mean, identity. I mean, India is identity politics on steroids, but still. Yes, I mean, identity politics here is is sort of this new phenomenon where uh, you know everything that you do is defined by your your characteristics, and some of those characteristics are not even uh, are are completely uh, changeable. Even though, so uh, an example is you know identity politics as far as the George Floyd stuff, you know, being woke. So uh, and then the other. Part of it is, you know, all of the the sort of the LGBTQIA politics, the politics around, uh, you know, race and discussions around ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the whole thing with the affirmative action where Indians and Asians as a whole are being because they're prosperous communities are being treated as white adjacent. And they're being told that, you know, because you have all this success that you know, you're you're essentially white Um and so, you know, if you want to be part of the Democratic Party, you have to acknowledge your <laughs> your kind of uh, pros- pros- prosperity and apologize for it. Uh, and I just don't think that's a good way of looking at the world. I think that's a very toxic way of looking at the world, dividing everybody into smaller and smaller units um, and then making sure that they all sort of end up voting for you. It's just not a good way of looking at the world. Identity politics always existed in America in a very interesting sure. way. I always use these two books as an example about how people become white. Book number one is how the Irish became white. Yeah. By Noel Ignatiev. And then how the Jewish became white folks. Yeah. By Karen Brodkin. These yeah. are two books I always recommend everybody to read to understand how American politics changes. Yeah. And there was a time where Italians were also facing the brunt. That was I was just about to say that. Uh, if you ever wonder why Columbus statues are being pulled down in America, not why, why were those statues there in the first place? It was because Italians were viewed as third world people. They were not viewed as white. And so, in fact, the largest lynching in America happened to Italian uh, immigrants in laborers in New Orleans. And that's why there's Columbus statues all over America, because the uh, elites of America at the time realized, OK, we can't just have these you know, immigrants from Italy being lynched and being attacked all the time. 
we have to show that, you know, that we support Italians mm -hmm. and that, you know, Italian pride is a thing. And so they put up these Columbus statues uh, as as if to say, you know, this is your guy. And so we're, we're going to put up these statues and declare Columbus Day to be a holiday because we want to show that Italians that you are welcome here. And so that was the basis of, uh, you know, Italian immigrants 100 years ago. And now if you talk, if you Democrat Party or anybody talks about Italians, they're essentially treated as white. They were not treated as white. And so that history has been gone, has been papered over because Italians immediately became successful after a point. Godfather and this and that. And so they just became part of the American fabric. Uh, and so that's what's going to happen at some point, probably with Indians as well. It's, it's happening now. But that's what I'm saying is that that's the, the typical sort of cycle of these things. So, so in a very funny way, if you want to be successful in America, you have to become white. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what happens. I mean, thir third and third and fourth generation, same thing. If you look at Hispanic communities, if you look at any other immigrant community that has come here after the, the World War II era, they've all been sort of become part of part of the larger fabric. And then that's why you have these discussions today where left-wing activists are saying that Indians and Asians are white adjacent. And it's like, I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. So, so basically, Hindi mein jisko kehte hai ki hamara bad luck kharaab tha. Jab Itali, Irish, I mean, Irish are white as fuck. Yeah. They don't get whiter than Irish people. Yeah. yeah. So, but they still had to become white in America. And yeah. they were whiter than most Americans. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny in the skin tone. Yeah. But when they became white, you know, in, in, in the sociological sense, or when the Jews became white, or when the Italians became white, being white was not frowned upon in America. Unfortunately, by the time the Indians are becoming white, it has become frowned upon yes. in America. Yeah. So, our isme bhi cut gaya. Yeah, I mean, the, the this is how power games work, right? Whatever we say is the is the is the actual line, right? So, it doesn't matter what the truth is. What matters is whether you are, you know, whether you're wearing the red jacket or the blue jacket. Uh, and so, that's what's happening is that the 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 current the current culture as it exists, it literally only demands loyalty from either side. And that's what you're mm -hmm. anti-establishment. If you don't, you know toe the line, then you're going to get in trouble on on those things because uh, that's how sort of elites define a culture. Um, like I said, when President Obama, um, he repealed don't ask, don't tell, and he, you know, the Supreme Court sort of made gay marriage, uh, you know, legal, uh, then what the Democrats instead of celebrate, I mean, they celebrated it, but they also said, well, the next thing is, you know, we got to expand the LGBTQ community to include all these other things. And so what you're seeing is once, once, uh, a victory has happened on on the political front once something progressive has actually happened then they go okay now we need to find new ways of criticizing people now we need to find new ways of telling people no 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 no, that's not how to do it this is how to do it and so that's what's happening currently in terms of of, of our politics that's why it's so toxic because everybody's finding new ways to beat somebody else over the head with do you think america in a very weird way has a crisis of meaning i think so i mean i think that's true i i, I don't think that what I'll say is we're going through a very transitional stage. Uh, nobody knows what the truth is anymore. Nobody knows what the facts are anymore. Because, and But I think it is a transitional stage because I think at some point, a lot of that is going to get resolved uh, on the political stage. Um, some of it's maybe going to get resolved by the Supreme Court. But I think some of these wide standing issues will, will be resolved in, in the next 10 to 20 years. But until that happens, I think we're going through this very sort of fraught political stage where nobody... Nobody knows what's, you know, what the truth is. You know, people in, in a certain economic class believe one thing. People in a certain other economic class believe the other thing. Uh, and I think that's the, the transitional stage, the, the, the trauma that we're going through currently 
is that nothing nothing is for certain so that that's that's sort of a sad sad way of putting it but i think it's true so i'll i'll share something with you so when this time when i landed usually i land in canada spend some time in canada then i start venturing into the the great united states of america this time ulta i landed in america i spent some time in america then i went back to canada now i'm back in america again and then i'll go back to canada but something very interesting is happening now in california uh they have this entire kya hai usko lgbtqia2s plus yeah it's right kisi ne likha hua hai udhar chat mein to maine wohi padh ke bola so it's this entire thing i could see parents being concerned yeah when i would talk to random people they're concerned not just indians i'm talking about people other than indians also yeah. whom i was interacting with through my podcast because they know me so they kind of message or something privately they like were really worried about this indians to dekho by nature phattu hote hain wo to kabhi bhi ye wokeness ke khilaf bolenge nahi wo log ultra woke ho jayenge pretend karenge ultra woke hone ko yeah. so indian or especially hindu hindu se to bilkul ummeed nahi honi chahiye yeah hindu to useless hai but when i used to talk to um white people also in california they're like we're not up for it i was like but they're doing this to your children in schools they're teaching all this i'm not talking about sex ed that's fine yeah. i'm talking about this this gender fluidity nonsense yeah and uh, they're like yeah but we don't want to be cancelled yeah yeah so this is like uh, some north korea level stuff Yeah, I mean that's essentially what's happening now is that if you speak out against any of this that you're going to get in trouble and uh it's also because of how the the politics is going. So you know when the Republicans are taking the conservative line on it, Democrats are not taking the conservative line on it. And so everything from the boardroom down to the political party fights is becoming this kind of a a dual dual-sided fight. But I think the one way of uh approaching this I think is if everything is fluid then yes i'm a you know i'm i'm basically a gender fluid hindu <laughs> you know i'm religious fluid hindu i'm a you know this the i the point being if this is how things are going to be then the better way of of approaching it is is to basically say okay i'm shikhandi and you know without any of the actual <laughs> characteristics but i'm basically you know you have to respect me for my uh you know for my characteristics that exist and maybe you don't even understand what shikhandi is but guess what that's how i'm a brown person <laughs> and so you know you have to sort of dive into these things and and get out the other way uh in in that way rather than only fighting against it and saying you know that's that's one way i would suggest i i don't suggest for everybody but i think that's a better way of approaching this than to simply stand out stand against it and look like a conservative kind of person that's going to get you a lot of hate and maybe get you canceled so that's that's my pause possible solution <laughs> okay now on on a very serious topic that has now become the thing that this has been the stick used to beat hindu americans up with yes especially that is caste right? yes yes so california has is in the process of trying to pass this sb403 bill pushed by aisha wahab and by the way our dear friend rokhanna has not made a single comment against it he's kind of doubled down and supported oh i i condemn the bigotry against uh, 
my colleague Aisha Wahab yeah. I mean yeah. usne wo char log dhoondne honge jinhone kuch likha hoga aur usne bana diya usko chep diya of course he is such a shill i mean seriously he's horrible but uh, and this podcast is not about shitting on rokhanna magar kare kya wo har jagah tatti karta rehta hai jahan main jata hu wahan uski tatti hoti hai isiliye mujhe bolna padta hai so yeah. on this entire cast issue um char panch saal pehle main idhar aaya nahi tha but i was talking to people तभी वो लोग डिसमिस करते थे डिसमिस करते थे लास्ट ईयर में आया तभी भी आधे लोग डिसमिस कर रहे थे इस साल में आया हो सबके फटकी फ्लावर हो गई है क्या हो रहा है या आई मीन जो द वे दैट दैट कास्ट इज बीइंग ट्रीटेड नाउ इज so i i always equated to the yellow peril right so the, and so this is not the first time that uh, americans have looked at hindus and said you know these guys can't assimilate into our society and so you have to go back again 100 maybe even 120 years when uh, you know sikh and indian labor hindu laborer, laborers were coming to san francisco and what you have to understand is that the west coast was always sort of nominally formed as a whites only you know area the set, the areas of settlement la was founded as a white city and so it was understood that okay you know whatever immigration is happening in america they're all going to come to new york new york is going to become you know uh you know immigration central and those kind of things well when we go to the west coast that's our area and so the west coast was always much more um not woke but much more aware of skin colors and those kind of things and so immigrants who were coming to the west coast who were you know arriving from japan who were arriving from china to make the railroads to make the you know do the labor labor tasks they were always treated as like okay once you're once you once you are sort of done making the railroad right back out you go and so that's why some of the most progressive movements actually happened in the west coast in california and oregon because the the white people there were much more much more aware much more racist and much more ex- ex- exclusionary um and and so uh, even in the great depression there were massive massive labor movements happening because they were just not being treated properly um and so that's the the background of what you know why california always has you know these sort of progressive things always happening there because some of the most um autocratic you know anti immigrant anti you know uh, pro white sort of movements were were settled in in that in that part of the world um and so apart from that i think the way caste is now being treated is it's being squeezed through the framework of the american politics right so dalits yeah so dalits are african americans you know dalits are like the 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 minorities afro dalits yes and if you're if you're upper caste or if you're even the middle class caste then essentially you're white and so the oppression narrative of you know whites versus blacks is now being imposed on the caste issue um and so a lot of the the activists who come and say things about caste in these meetings in these you know assembly california assembly meetings or discussions that are going on they essentially what they're saying is they they equate everything that happens with caste in india to basically basically you know uh, whites versus blacks in america you know they sort of impose that framework on caste and so what so that's one framework and the other framework is the framework that was there before um indians were allowed into america which was well hindus have these certain set of beliefs that makes them it makes it impossible for them to assimilate and so this is a very typical racist narrative that is being used around immigrants the world over so the same thing was said about jews in europe you know they come in they have their weird beliefs they wear weird hats and they don't hang out with us and they don't assimilate with us and so you know they can't be part of our society mm. and then this was said about asians as well 
you know, the Asians are, you know, they have weird faces, they have weird beliefs, these Hindu laborers who come here, they they have, you know, mystical sort of ideas about God and the magic carpets. Exactly, all of that. And so they basically, uh, and then uh, my friend Vishal Ganeshan has done some amazing work on, you know, how Hindus were shown in American newspapers. Oh, yeah, it's the a media. good handle. Check out Hindu history. It's H-I-N-D-O-O, right? Yeah, Hindu history. Yeah. And it shows that, you know, any kind of uh, Hindu Hindu um, image imagery that was given was that these are, you know, weird people who believe in Satan and those kind of things and their magical beliefs and that they're basically, you know, uh, the other. They're not part of our society. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was all these news. So there was a lot of sort of... Um, um, news articles about you know women being swindled by hindu mystics and those kind of things so again the idea being that you know our women are in trouble so again that gets the that gets the blood going that gets people you know oh shit you know that kind of a thing so, so this is all from the right the, yeah well back then back then it was not the not just the right so that was, was the original identity it was the original politics. identity politics yes that that you know the wasp identity should, should you know stand above all identities the, mm. the protestant identity and so now what you're getting is progressives are essentially saying the same thing that the the racists were saying back in the day and it's funny because you read these articles i mean one person literally said hindus carry caste around with them like a like a packet of gold or something you know it was literally the most anti-semitic anti kind of you know racist trope that a progressive was writing that hindus carry caste with them like a poison and it you know wherever they go caste carry goes with them and it's like this is this is racist literally progressive that must have yes it was progressive and so it's like so what you're basically saying is that hindus cannot be part of american society because they have this secret belief that that makes it unable for them to assimilate that's racism you're saying this is like the the version of the jews control everything exactly yeah yeah it's it's so that and that people have made that that uh, comparison that a lot of the uh, language that is being used against Hinduism and a lot of the anti-Hindu stuff they say is essentially anti-Zionism. That's been you know you you remove some of the language and you you take out the Zionism and you just put Hinduism in there and it's essentially the same language, uh, which is saying that yeah you, you these people cannot be part of our society and it's like who the hell are you who asked you who determines how do you determine what becomes part of American society? So have you ever been asked what your caste is randomly? Only by progressives. Only I'm not kidding. Never in a I, Republican. Setup. I I don't. I, yeah, I don't make these. Even these, though they want to con- convert you. Yeah, they may want to convert me, but they won't ask what caste I am. No. Okay, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I don't say that very lightly. I've only been asked by progressives what caste I am. Mm. And what do you tell them then? I I tell them I I don't know. Like I oh, these days I tell them go after yourself. But I used to say oh whatever I don't know some middle class middle caste caste class caste you know. Okay. Okay, how do you feel when somebody asks you this question? If, if you should don't mind me asking. I mean, before before if somebody asked me, I would be like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I, we didn't really grow up with it in Indian school. You don't, you're not really taught to think about yourself as a member of a caste, and that was never part of my life. Uh, these days, I'm just like, I, I, I don't know why you're asking me, and I think it's kind of probably weird that you're asking me that. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. I, I make like, I'm a proud Hindu. And I'm proud of my background, but I also don't want to um, give anybody else the idea that if they're going to try to bully me on anything, that I'm just going to sit there and take it. So when somebody asks me about caste and it's not somebody who's part of my own community or something, I'm just going to say, why, why do you want to know? What's what's your problem? That, that that's, just how, that's just how I want to approach it. I'm not a confrontational person, 
but you have no right to ask me about those kind of things. You just don't like that because I know where you're coming from, most likely. So, yeah. हिंदुओं को तो कितने हाउ मेनी हिंदू डू यू एक्सपेक्ट इन दिंग Lots. No doubt. No doubt about it. How many are going to change their surname? Oh yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, the even with the Supreme Court thing, right? The whole thing about you know the Supreme Court has said you know that you can't use college essays and all that. You're gonna see a lot of that. We'll have our own Elizabeth you're, Warrens. You're gonna yes, you're gonna have a lot of that, and nobody's gonna be able to call them out on it. I mean, how do you figure out you know where where somebody? I'll give you an example. Yeah. So Patel, right? Patel's yeah. surname is the most common surname in in America now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a famous surname. Yeah. पटेल्स में द इमेजेस सारे पार्टीदार होते हैं नो पटेल सर नेम हैज शेड्यूल कास्ट अदर बैकवर्ड कास्ट एंड पार्टीदार होते हैं उसमें फिर वो उनका वो सिस्टम होता है लेवा पटेल कड़वा पटेल एक्सेट्रा व्हाई आई एम यूजिंग पटेल एज एन एग्जांपल इज दे विल लुक एट अ पटेल हाउ द हेल डू दे नो ये एससी पटेल है ओबीसी पटेल है कि जनरल कैटेगरी पटेल है हाउ विल दे नो दे दे विल नो बिकॉज़ द पर्सन विल टेल देम आई एम backward cast i'm dalit okay. i'm this and that that's how it's going to work value, right? exactly exactly so so in the next 30 years 90% of hindu americans are going to convert to dalits yeah. because it's going to be the thing right yeah if 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 so this is the this is the thing in america right whatever the system is and i i have a lot of respect for bobby jindal and nikki haley but they read they read the the wind yeah. they read the wind the indians are very good yeah <laughs> so like they, they they convert <laughs> they convert to christianity for whatever reason they they have a personal faith but they read the wind that to be successful you have to be christian so they became christian now vivek ramaswamy says no i don't have to be christian yeah. i'm still pro christian but i'm not going to be christian and so now that's changing and so whatever the system in america that helps you succeed immigrants are very smart people most of the people who come here very very smart people not just indians but most immigrants so whatever it is they need to do to succeed that's what they will do uh you know so if you have somebody who's working in sales you know if you talk to an indian guy in sales i can't even relate i'm a nerd i can't relate to that indian guy at all but i can relate to a white nerd because that indian guy has figured out okay here's all the things i need to do here, i need to change my name to you know uh, you know from pius to bobby those kind of things you know i got to do what i have to do to sell myself yeah and so if the way to sell yourself is to call yourself a dalit blah 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 go for it man it's going to work out people are not going to question you on it man this is going to be such a shit show it's going to be a shit show yeah no <laughs> doubt about it no doubt about it it's you, and, and they don't i always tell my american friends i say guys you don't know how complex the system of jati varna in india is i am not denying the discrimination you're talking to someone who believes in its annihilation i i am a proper disbeliever and i hate that system but you cannot figure it out sitting in america we find it hard to figure it out ourselves you idiots 
yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be so crazy in the next 10, 10 to twenty years when uh, people realize that you know Indians are very very smart, and whatever you try to do do to us, we'll <laughs> figure out how to succeed. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure out how to succeed. Like people don't, worry don't about realize it. people get very mad when Razib, you know, Razib has this, yeah. the current stick going. He's like, as a Dalit Muslim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, wait, wait until yeah, wait until the Muslims get into the, wait until the Pakistanis start calling themselves. The the yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like Chaudhary, right? Chaudhary is her name. Yeah. It's a Muslim surname also. Bengalis yeah. are Muslim and Chaudhary. Abey kya karoge? Kaise tum log humko hi solve baato? Tumko kaise solve baega? Unlo ke patho. Exactly, exactly. You know, I I always remember Darren Goff. He was a famous uh, fast medium or fast bowler of the England team and somebody asked me so how did you get that batsman out did you plan that in swinger he said abe sale mere ko nahi walo main in swing dal raha hu ki out swing dal raha hu batsman ko kaise walo main in swing dal raha hu ki out swing dal raha hu exactly hey, this is like humko khud ko we have not figured the shit out in india and the government of india keeps doing one thing after the other to you know we did this look i have never hidden my support for reservations for scsts but the government vishwanath pratap singh messed up when he applied the mandal commission and then it opened the pandora's box because yeah. obc was never discussed in india ki what is an obc what does it mean to be an obc wo kisi ko bhi dal diya unhone aur abhi modi government ne ews reservation thok di uske andar abe salo itna complex third class system hai wo pata nahi hum kab niklenge usme se aur tum wo system yahan lana chahte ho tum kya pagal ho yeah yeah no that's exactly it that's exactly it we we are going to be you know lgbtiq obc dalit sc whatever st level of you know striation is going to happen but that's why i'm saying the more these kind of things happen where you're the, the culture is getting fragmented the people are getting fragmented mm. there will be a reversion back to to a monoculture there will be a reversion back to certain values that have to define who americans are and i think that's that's kind of a thing that people don't understand here as toxic as american politics is Americans still stand in line for the most part. Americans still believe certain things. They don't maybe they don't say it, but they there's a much more unity here than there is disunity. And that's in the Indian community, in the non-Indian community, in the white community. And I think that's the thing that people have to understand because a lot of times when people see American politics becoming very toxic, they go, "Oh, ye country to gai, ye to bas." This is the thing that people don't get. This is still the most prosperous country in the world, Lord. and it's not going to change anytime soon. Yeah. No matter how much we're fighting over it, and that's exactly what I said. Even whatever the system changes, Indians will find a way to succeed. But guess who will find a double, triple way to succeed? White people. They will <laughs> remain at the top. Trust me. They will make billions no matter what is happening. You can say whatever you want. You can say you know George Floyd. You can say this, that, and the other Who's thing. Who's making the most money from white the DEI thing? White, white people. people. Yeah. Yeah. Robin D'Angelo, what yeah. is she? Is exactly. she as white as it gets? Sub, sub bada, sub bada hustle white people ka hai. So, so can we say a shout out to our brown uh, uh, Saira Rao who has gained the DEI <laughs> yeah. yeah, She's yelling at white people. Yeah. You whitey. Hopefully she made some money out of it. I don't know. Oh, she is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she is. Yeah. I mean, not as much as... Uh, uh, D'Angelo, but uh, you got to give props to our Indian Sarah uh, yes, She yeah. is the most toxic Twitter handle I've come across. Like when I saw that, I clearly remember talking to a few folks off the record and they were like, 
इसको क्या हुआ क्या या that that i almost think it's a bot account these, these days <laughs> ai wala account hai she she says exactly what she needs to say to get people have angry have you seen the parody of saira rao i'm not you have to see the parody of saira rao in the bio it says fifth generation yt yeah, yeah yeah pretty much yeah and that <laughs> so and, and that's the that's the thing that uh, another thing that you just mentioned the saira rao thing is that as i was saying we are so successful at the hustle yeah. that we now have people <laughs> hustle there too Saira Rao sounds like a Berkeley, you know, white girl, and it's like, Tumara, what is your like, what, what exactly about you is Indian? Because everything you say, you sound like a, <laughs> like a white girl from from college, you know, nothing, nothing that you say could could be seen as you know being Indian apart from the fact that you say you're Indian. Yeah. You know, nothing, nothing in your lifestyle, nothing in your language. Does she acknowledge her caste privilege? I, I doubt it. I doubt it. I have no idea. Rao is is Rao. I don't even know. Rao. I, I think Rao would be general category. Yeah. yeah. So, so she would not. She would not. She would. She would probably say she's Dalit. And you know what the funny thing about this entire caste uh, shenanigan is? Most of the activists who are involved, Shama Savant, yeah, all of them are general category. Of course. And of course. they are talking about. <laughs> Yeah, of course, because they they know how to they know how to to get into that system. They know how to make themselves successful in that system. They've realized that you know the this whole identity politics stuff, this whole discussion around race. Well, let's just start grifting on it. We're we we can't we can't insert ourselves into the white and the black community. So then let's uh, make ourselves successful in this way, and that's how it's going to be. And at some point, uh, you're going to start seeing those people turn on each other. Uh, and that's like I said again. I come back to. Indian community has to be not not strong but confident. You cannot let people you cannot let people dictate what you're doing. Even if you don't want to talk about SB four or three, that's the one thing I want people to take away from from all of this is that you don't have to sit there and be silent, but you also don't have to take the bullshit from people. Okay, so people, before you realize, Shama Savant Savant is her marriage ka surname. She comes from a Brahmin family originally. There you go. Jao checker. Nobody, nobody hates us like we do. We hate ourselves. Yeah. So no, no. She started it. Then <laughs> yeah. We opened her record. Exactly. Exactly. You, you made an ugly key. We have put it on. Yeah. Well, you've heard of self-hating Jews. Get ready for self-hating Hindus. Hindus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and this is this is a thing over here. Self-hating Hindus is a thing over here, and it's very interesting what is happening. Okay. Before we uh, wrap wrap today's chat up, so. If I was to say, where do you think 2024 is going to be? Like, is 2024 going to be the first time where the Hindu community will break the trend of voting at least 80 percent and above Democrat for the first time? I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. I I have serious doubts because I think uh, most likely in the congressional races you're going to see that happen, but on the national level, I very much doubt it. I think most Indians will end up because most Indians Hindus live in blue states uh-huh. and they they vote with the going trend for the most part um so then they will most likely be voting democrat that that's just by by general sort of trends the way things go that's how it's been uh I think I think maybe maybe in the next 10 years you're going to start to see that wall crack um you're going maybe in the next 10 years maybe the next 15 years really to be honest two more elections i would i could say yeah indian americans are not as you know beholden to democrats so i might disagree with you i think the problem lies more in your lot the second gen one yeah the first gen i i first I gen may change their mind yeah may i see a lot of them voting republican this time yeah that 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 may be true the uncle and aunties are Unc- like yeah. ye to gandu ho gaye yeah 
uncle and aunties will will maybe but i think this the second gen is is there in enough second numbers second gen is like woke yeah ultra woke tere wali ye jo hai generation wo super duper woke hai yeah and then they're not going to yeah they're not going to they're certainly not going to break from that line because they 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 want to succeed in in corporate life and they want to succeed in you know all these different things so they're they're going to they're not going to break away from the democrat line for sure all right so before we wrap it up acha bata sab logon ko tere youtube channel ke bare mein youtube channel sadly has been sort of in in chalu kar wapas ha fir se chalu hone wala hai but the youtube channel right now is called indian bra uh and uh, it used to be named anangbhai but people can't spell anangbhai so yeah. <laughs> americans that is can't spell anangbhai so the youtube channel is there and i i will generally be talking about political issues relating to india relating to to hindus as well but uh, geopolitics and and also i think i'm going to do some bollywood movie reviews not uh, adipurush but uh, you know actual <laughs> actual cinema that people maybe have not you know paid attention to <laughs> No, no, but I actually want to recommend uh, do check out his upcoming video. I have seen the unedited version of it. He's obviously in the process of editing everything and putting it up. I really recommend it. it's a really well done video. So and go and check out his past video also. And uh, I have shared his Twitter handle on in the description of the podcast where whether you're listening to the audio version or you're watching this on YouTube. Also, go and subscribe to his YouTube channel and. Um, uh if you are someone who is an american passport holder who is a listener of this podcast and who wants to understand more about the republican party and how the conservative movement works or functions you can always reach out to anang you can you know tweet at him and he'll be more than happy to talk to you and uh, uh thank you very much for chatting with me anang and thank you for having letting me, me take your uh, podcast studio over i appreciate it you're one of the good ones you're one of the good ones <laughs> you're great don't we love this guy <laughs> All right guys we'll stop uh, today's discussion over here but before we wrap today's discussion Abhijit such a disgrace yes, such a Abhijit disgrace Abhijit is a disgrace I agree with you Abhijit nasty person nasty person <laughs> but this podcast is run on members only so if you can please become a member of the Charvak podcast uh it doesn't matter if you become a member on youtube on patreon on fanmo it doesn't matter if you like the charvak podcast merchandise you can go on kadak merch or on kushalmehra.com and buy the merchandise too if not that you can send your donations through upi or just subscribe to the channel if you're an audio listener leave a rating on whichever platform you listen to or a review on itunes try and support this podcast i will see you guys next time and before we go always remember it doesn't matter if you're a republican or a democrat but if you're a hindu be attuned and stay aware of what's around happening around you and then you know vote what you want to vote for but i'll leave you at that take care bye bye